0: Happy New Year! Welcome to the Unveiled Podcast, where we discuss all things related to women to help us think Christianly in every area of our life. As you can see, this is Susie today, not Sandy, doing your introduction. It's because we are doing something special for New Year's. We are recapping our Women's Conference from 2023. We're releasing for four days. If you missed yesterday, I encourage you to go back and listen to Rise Up in Humility. Our theme was Rise Up for Jesus, and our topics all cover various ways that we can represent Christ in our lives. So today, you have the privilege of hearing from my good friend and partner in ministry, Michelle Reed. I know you will be encouraged as she teaches a biblical worldview on work. So here you go, listen in as Michelle teaches Rise Up. And work
1: and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth as they were also created beings they were given to each other in a beautiful relationship called marriage where they would also care for each other marriage takes work I don't know a really good marriage that hasn't had work applied to it then they were also told to be fruitful and multiply in Genesis 128 and care for the children they were to be entrusted with and parenting takes work as well when I was young I thought that work at least some of it some parts of it was because of the fall of man a consequence because in Genesis 3 in the description of the aftermath of the sin that Adam and Eve committed, God says to Adam, Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. They lost access to the beautiful garden, paradise, and had to go out and work the land, and it was hard. And it would not be easy. So, that part is a result of the fall that the land now was going to be thorns and thistles and it'd be difficult to work. But I also remember along the way learning that Adam was actually given the commission to tend the garden before sin was committed. Also, as you read through scripture, you start to see the benefits and the purpose of work. It isn't a curse after all. So we also have a god who works our god is amazing he is creator he works all the time and a lot of times we don't even see all that he's doing Um, god worked for six days and rested on the seventh and he was very pleased with His work and said that it was good and after he created the man and woman he said it was very good the first man was created from the dust The woman from a rib in the side of man but consider the reproductive system that God created to bring about the births of every human being since I often think about that when Eve was pregnant she didn't have any pregnancy notes to compare with anyone she didn't this is so new she didn't have a mom to ask guidance from a doctor or a midwife can you imagine how, intimidated that, how intimidating that must have been? Now, we can assume that God cared for her and strengthened her, but it must have been very difficult, especially the birth process, too. But can you imagine the awe when that baby was born? They'd never seen a baby before. So, you know, it's just amazing. It's incredible to see this beautiful work of God. And they got to experience the very first baby they must have marveled and I know I still do I love babies I love seeing them I have five kids of my own I have five grandchildren I see beautiful children all over this church every week and I love it I love to see new life so moving into our second point the purpose does God really care about my life There are people who understand the purpose of work, but there are many in our culture today who would rather stay home and get a government check, uh, presumably because then they can just do whatever they want. It's good that we have something in place for people who really can't do it and need the help. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about those who just, well, the government will give me money, and so I don't have to do it. They're missing out. And this trend seems to have escalated in the last three years a lot. So, recently, I just saw some signs up outside of a business, and they were advertising a weekly attendance bonus. So, basically, if you come to work every week, we'll give you a bonus. I was like, what isn't that what a paycheck is for don't you go to work to produce and earn a paycheck for your work so now we're gonna give you a bonus just for showing up I kind of I was just it's hard to wrap my head around that but here's what happens when we forget the benefits and the purpose of work and why we were created so when we take our eyes off of God nothing makes sense anymore It doesn't if you take your eyes off of him everything just starts falling apart and getting chaotic so this even affects how we view work and then um, we miss out on valuable lessons and also what happens we can get into negativity right we can start getting into things that we shouldn't be getting into we can lose just the the sense of purpose and goals And then that also can snowball into laziness as well and we see some of that around us too then what does that now do that leads to a host of physical emotional and spiritual problems then we wonder why we aren't happy well if you don't really feel like you have purpose if you don't really feel like well i'm here for a reason my life matters then you're not gonna feel happy about it. And that's, I think, what's happening more and more is God is pushed out of the picture. People are losing purpose. They don't really know why they're here. God intended for us to have purpose while we live on this earth. Psalm 138 says, 138.8 says, The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. Think about the work that you do currently. Do you feel stuck in your situation or do you find satisfaction in it? We'll all be in different stages of life here. Some will be working from home or at home, raising children in the marketplace and some have retired at this point too. But regardless of your situation, what do you do with the time that you have are you productive or do you waste it do you view it with a positive or a negative attitude do you look at each day as a gift from god because honestly we don't know how many we will have none of us are guaranteed so each day is a gift from god what are we doing with it so if you do you feel stuck or unfulfilled first consider whether or not your situation is something that you can change or should change so for example if you're in a dead-end job by all means if you feel like you need to move on move on but if you're in a situation that you can't change and it's very difficult then go to the one who made you and ask him for direction and also here's another thing Attitude right a lot of times in my life. I have experienced where attitude can make or break a situation and Somebody told me a long time ago that attitude is like 90% of Success in life and I thought about that and I thought you know When we have a good attitude, it's very motivational. We just we see the glass half full rather than half empty and it's it helps us and encourages us to press on and then when you see the glass as half empty and it's very negative it's like oh what's the use why should I even bother and everything feels harder so attitude is really important in our perspective in life so go to God seek wisdom for, from him through prayer and his word and his people And the key is this number one our purpose is to glorify God in all that we do we're to worship God in our work we're to glorify him in all that we do when I was watching the worship team up here and I was thinking how beautiful it was that each one has their part and they come together and it makes this beautiful music each one has a part to play and it's like that in the body of Christ it's like that in our families wherever we are each one has a part to play so when you do your part then it contributes to the well-being of others it it contributes to productivity and it does make beautiful music in a sense right it's harmonious when we move away from that there's a problem so years ago my mother-in-law told me about a man she knew Who didn't think it was necessary to work because he thought Jesus is coming back soon so I'm gonna wait for Jesus he sat in his house wait presumably waiting for the return of Jesus but he wasn't taking care of his family and I just think that's such a strange twist it's not biblical at all he was very deceived Jesus is coming back soon we don't know when it could be any time But we know from Scripture that He has commissioned us to work while we are waiting for His return. And unfortunately, this man's family suffered for it. So we want to make sure that we're doing everything we can to be productive and to work for the Lord while we have opportunity. And our circumstances should not dictate whether or not we're productive yes there are some very hard things in life there are we know that there are difficult trials very difficult things but striving to serve God and work for him in all that we do is something that we are called to do by him I think Elizabeth Elliot nailed it when she said the secret is Christ in me not me in a different set of circumstances she was a very wise lady That doesn't mean that we can't ever change our circumstances but it does mean that remembering who we serve and how much we have allowed him into our lives is more important than the circumstances themselves scripture tells us that we're gonna face trials but these are opportunities to learn the Apostle Paul was always saying persevere run the race press on don't give up because At the end of the day it's going to benefit us both here and in eternity these trials can build something very important in us resilience resilience is the ability to recover quickly from difficulty an incredible example of how god works in someone's life who faced immense hardships is the story of johnny erickson tata Some of you younger ones may not have heard of her, but in in my day, we, uh, we all were reading her books. There was a movie, but here's the thing. Johnny became a quadriplegic at the age of 17 from a diving accident, and she was completely paralyzed. She did not have the use of her limbs, and she's now, she's still alive. She spent over 50 years in a wheelchair, and God has used her life immensely because she submitted it to him because she felt what do I do now what's the purpose now for my life I can't move I can't do anything do you know that she's a beautiful artist she puts the paintbrush between her teeth and that's how she paints with her teeth unbelievable look it up online and see some of her paintings just God has gifted her in other areas and, uh, I and she's written books she speaks all over the place she's very encouraging but see that's someone who though she struggled through all the emotions that you can imagine that comes with that she submitted her life to God she did not give up and now God has caused amazing fruit to come from her life and her seemingly impossible circumstances so our third point is the benefits of work how does intentional work affect the trajectory of my life so our decisions would you agree that our decisions point us towards a certain direction in life whatever these decisions that I make are going to continue to unfold down the road so if I choose to work hard and I'm productive and I want to live for the Lord that's going to be Going down this road if I am just like I'm gonna do whatever I want live for self not care about what the Lord thinks I'm gonna go down this road it's two different roads the Lord designed us with a need to be productive to have goals to have a sense of purpose and accomplishment benefits we can gain from a life of working hard and working wisely so continuing to do the right thing Continuing to get up in the morning, to spend time with the Lord, to do the right thing, even when it's hard, even when we don't feel like it. There's some days now. I'm getting getting older, and I get up. And I'm like, how come? How come I'm getting kind of these aches now in the morning? I didn't used to get that. It was, and that wasn't like that before. So you start to feel a little different. But we are overcomers, right? So we're gonna do what we can to try to stay healthy we're gonna spend time with the Lord and we're gonna overcome it we're gonna keep moving forward and then this continues to build that resilience that's so necessary to stay the course God did not design us to be couch potatoes that is not what his design was when we dismiss work and we exchange it for living for self without regard to investing in others if we don't care about people That's kind of a sad place to be. We need to invest in others. We contribute to society, or we lose something very valuable, the fulfillment that comes with giving and serving and the satisfaction of knowing that you are in the will of God, honoring Him in your work and creating Him and serving Him in what He created you to do. So we're all different in the way that we accomplish our tasks, Some may be very balanced in their priorities, but usually there's a couple of different extremes going on. One is someone whose work is very half-hearted and doesn't really see the benefit of work, and the other is a workaholic. Those are two extremes. The workaholic is very driven and can struggle with finding time for relationships. With the first one, the person who doesn't see the benefit of work, Um, That's a poor attitude, and they need to improve their work ethic. The workaholic can sometimes make the error of finding their identity in what they do. This is what I do. This is who I am. And our identity is in Jesus Christ. What we do is something he's given us, and he's enabled us to do and given us the ability to do. But it's not who we are and the danger of making either leisure time or um, work is an idol make either of them an idol and that's wrong and they're not healthy for us there's also different seasons in life right we go through different seasons sometimes it feels like the one that you're in you're just always going to be there and but it's not life just keeps changing it keeps going into different seasons so you may be in school still or um, in the marketplace or raising children, or retired from your day job. The point is, there's always work to be done at every stage. And this helps us to have kingdom perspective. When we see there's always something for me to do that is given to me by God, I will develop kingdom perspective. And this happens when we remember how short this life is, and that we what we do matters to God. And it moves us towards attaining more balance in our lives. So, I want to especially encourage those of you who are raising children right now. This is not an easy job, in case you didn't notice that. It is not an easy job, and it's not for the faint of heart. You will need to develop that resilience that we talked about, a sense of purpose in the day to day tasks. It's challenging. It's constant needs, constant cleaning up, somebody tugging at you all the time. There's so much involved in that, and it can just be very draining. But I wanna tell you this, it's so worth it. It is so worth it when you stay the course, and you raise your children, and you care for them. At the end of the day, it's so worth it. This is where kingdom perspective is so important. Knowing that you have been entrusted with these little people by God and you are to intentionally train disciples for him if that isn't important I don't know what is it's so important these tasks train our next generation who will shape the culture and don't we need a little reshaping in our culture we really do so that in itself should be motivational to train our children for Jesus don't listen when our society tells you that you are not important that you don't do anything and whether you're working in your home or outside of your home while you're raising your children your job is to make sure you are doing everything you can to point your child to Christ and teach them to become productive adults who understand that work is a gift from God and that they are designed for a purpose CS Lewis he says children are not a distraction from more important work they are the more important work those who are going to a paid job every day so you're in that phase of life or maybe you're in a career you're starting out live with kingdom perspective in mind do not separate your faith from your workplace the principles God has given us guide us if we listen to him and we submit to him they'll help us to walk in integrity and faithfulness, and continue to improve our work and care for others around us as we do it. We are surrounded by people who have physical, emotional, and spiritual needs. Do we take the time to get to know them? Do you pray for your coworkers? Do you care about them as people? Look to encourage them and show them the love of Christ, and pray for them, and ask if they would like to pray with you that works sometimes well too when you get to know somebody and you build a relationship and then engage in good conversations don't treat others as just a number and the other thing is too, don't get into useless quarrels just leave that alone walk walk straight walk in the light look to Jesus don't worry about useless quarrels Um, remember that they too are created In the image of god it's hard when a work environment is dark it is it's hard and that's where the support of the body of christ comes in that's where we pray for one another that you must be in the word of god we all must be in the word of god but that is um, essential really but remember this when it gets very hard jesus christ is the light of the world And John 1 5 tells us the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness will not overcome it. Jesus is the victor. He has already conquered sin and death and hell. The darkness will not overcome it. We are children of the light, we are to walk in it. God has a purpose for placing you there. What will you choose to do with it? So now, if you have retired from your day job, you're at another stage of life, you still have work to do. You are not used up. You still have purpose. God wants you to continue working for him, all of us, while we're still breathing. So when I was in my 30s, some older women that I knew were saying, oh, I've done my time. And they didn't really want to get involved anymore because they just figured they'd already done it, let the young ones do it. I do not agree with that stance at all because older women have lived more life and they bring more to the table um, from living that life experience and walking longer with Jesus. So when they um, invest in younger women, that is definitely scriptural so as an older woman teach younger women to love their husbands and children encourage them and remember to tell them your story and the lord's faithfulness in your life i myself have had has had the blessing of older women speaking into my life including both of my amazing grandmothers i really feel blessed with the grandparents i had and my parents as well My mom did not live long. I didn't have her for a real long time, but her life has impacted me always. And sometimes it isn't necessarily the quantity of life, but the quality of a life submitted to Jesus that continues to impact people even after you're gone. Our work here matters to God in the here and now and for eternity so when i was a teenager i thought working for the lord meant only if you served in ministry or if you were missions i wanted to be a missionary when i was about 17 and i thought that was the way like maybe the only way i could serve the lord but i didn't understand all that i came to realize that whatever the task is at hand we should do it to the best of our ability, and that is serving the Lord who created us and gave us life. We honor him and care for others around us, whether in ministry, in the marketplace, or in the home, working for the Lord, wherever he puts us. These um, principles work in the secular marketplace. You see the difference of someone who follows God's principles in a business and someone who doesn't i feel very grateful to work for a company whose leadership has been very purposeful my employer is a godly man who has worked hard been very educated in his field continuing to learn and being intentional about mentoring and pouring into the lives of others he looks at the company as belonging to god he holds out the company god it's yours and He honors God in his decisions. He prays for his employees and cares for their families. So I have seen firsthand of what it looks like when someone follows God's way in their business. It's a very different picture. It's just um, amazing to me to see the benefits of that too, where there's a development of a team attitude. We have a great team attitude, high productivity, and an excellent working environment. So that's not to say that everything's perfect. Of course, when you have a bunch of people together, there's going to be things, right? But when you follow the principles of God, whether in business, whether in ministry, in your home, wherever you are, they work. God's principles work. And um, I just feel... Um, just amazed when I just see this all walked out and how it really does work and it can happen The book of proverbs an excellent book of wisdom one. I highly recommend reading on a regular basis Proverbs twelve eleven says whoever works his land will have plenty of bread But he who follows worthless pursuits lacks sense. That's pretty straightforward There's benefit to work if we do what we're supposed to do, the results follow. If we don't, and we choose worthless pursuits, we will reap the consequences. And Scripture teaches that we will have the opposite of wisdom. We will actually lack sense. We need to follow what God has laid out for us in whatever we're doing. And also, Second Thessalonians 3:10 and 11 says, "If anyone is not willing to work, let them not eat for we hear that some among you walk in idleness not busy at work but busy bodies idleness is not pleasing to God neither is being a busybody here's another benefit to being productive if I am busy working I won't have time to be a busybody I won't have time to figure out what everybody else is doing because I'm trying to to work and take care of things so apparently that was a problem back then and that was even before social media it's just it's part of human nature right it's there whether we have that or not so although idleness is not good rest is important and this is something that I have had to come to learn as well rest is important God gave us that example work six days then rest on the seventh and to take rest We don't need to feel guilty about it. We need to rest. It helps us to rejuvenate and feel more balanced and able to deal with things. This is definitely something that I need to work more on just because I always feel, and I think most women probably feel this way. Most of you do. There's always a list, right? There's always a list. I got to do this. I got to get this done. I come home. I got to do this. So it feels, it can feel overwhelming, but we should be able to rest as well. So when we work hard in our intentional in what we're doing, we reap the benefits in our life, a sense of accomplishment from being productive, becoming more resilient, super important, more balanced priorities with kingdom perspective, obtaining wisdom as we seek the Lord and read his word impact others around us in a positive way. You can speak life to people, what you're gleaning from your relationship with Jesus yourself. You can speak into the lives of other people. That is life to them. People need to hear that. We provide for our families and teach a good work ethic to the next generation. And we learn that taking a day to rest is good. We can do that, it's good. The benefits here in this life are many when we work to honor God but it doesn't stop here the work that we do for Christ also counts in eternity I've always think of this and every time I I go to this part I think of my grandfather and he kept a little sign by his bed even in his last days only one life will soon be passed Only what's done for Christ will last and that is very very true so then we move into what are we working for the fourth point is the prize what is the ultimate reward of work done for Christ everyone likes a prize right the party games and you want to win a prize when my my siblings and I were young we liked um, Cracker Jacks The caramel corn in a box and there's a little prize in it so we didn't care that it wasn't much of a prize we just couldn't wait to see what it was and dig into our little box and win our prize but this life submitted to Jesus will give us a much better prize than any we could ever win here we are running a race the Apostle Paul talks about that picture Of running a race and keep going and helping each other along the way don't give up we're running a a race and the and for a prize and that prize is Jesus Christ the work we do here is a response an outpouring of our love for him because what he has done for us through his great work on the cross our works do not save us our works are a response of our faith in Christ and our love for him, and that's what we do um, for him out of out of his great love for us. The Apostle Paul made it clear in 1 Corinthians 3 um, that we as Christians will be judged on our work here. So in verse 3, if you want to take a look at that, 1 Corinthians 3, and uh, starting at verse 3 to 9 for you are still of the flesh so he's kind of telling them off for while there is jealousy and strife among you are you not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way for when one says I follow Paul and another I follow Apollos are you not being merely human what then is Apollos what is Paul servants through whom you believed as the Lord assigned to each I planted Apollos watered but God gave the growth so neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything but only God who gives the growth he who plants and he who waters are one and each will receive his wages according to his labor for we are God's fellow workers and that's what we need to keep in mind is that the tasks that he gives us are not in competition with each other They are to work in harmony with one another and then a little further down in verse 13 he says now if anyone builds on the foundation with gold silver and precious stones wood hay and straw each one's work will become manifest for the day will disclose it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test what sort of work each has done so it goes on to say that this does not take away our salvation but however if we neglect the word got the work God has given us to do we will suffer loss there will we won't Christ is taking care of our sin on the cross but what we do here with the life he's given us we will be judged for did we spend it building his kingdom or do we spend it for ourselves so the work we do I want to make this really clear the work we do is a result of our salvation it does not bring about salvation Jesus Christ alone is the only one who saves us from sin through his death and resurrection when we recognize that we are sinners in need of a Savior and repent of our sin he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness 1st John 1 9 so ultimately, our reward is being with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, through his incredible gift of salvation. Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes unto the Father but through me. And that's John 14, 6. With the world growing more evil, it is imperative that we live and work for Christ that we develop more disciples for him right the great commission make our lives purposeful when he is at the helm and in this everyday work which increases our care for others we develop resiliency and we will be satisfied with the work of our hands this keeps us going with kingdom perspective and you know what it'll help us prepare to stand for him too because how can we stand for him when things get tough when persecution comes if we wouldn't first live for him and work for him so all of this that we're doing in our work day by day even if they're seemingly small tasks building on one another it's helping to gear us towards more resiliency to a stronger faith in Christ and to be able to stand and endure through anything that comes, remembering that He is the light and He has broken through the darkness and He has defeated the enemy already. And so we can know this confidently moving forward, working for Christ. Colossians 3 23 24 says, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that the Lord is. From the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward you are serving the Lord Christ keep your eyes on that prize who is Christ Jesus our inheritance and reward God is always working even when we can't see it I think we sing a song like that and uh, I love that one but it is really true he's always working Jesus Christ transforms lives and is guiding us towards a place that he is preparing for those of us who trust in him for our salvation. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Life is so much better and more satisfying with him. And if you do not know him, Please talk to any of us I'd be happy to talk with you talk to our prayer team talk with anybody after because it is the single most decision in your life that you will ever make first Corinthians fifteen fifty eight therefore my beloved brothers be steadfast immovable always abounding in the work of the Lord knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain so I have some questions as we wrap this up do you believe that your life and your work matter to god what is your attitude towards work is it positive or negative how will you work to invest in the kingdom of god both here on this earth and for eternity and if you do not know jesus as your savior will you consider him think about where you're heading what direction both now and for eternity. God is good, he is amazing, and he is our beautiful creator, and he has given us work to do.